Oh, hi, Mark. Welcome back to the front porch. My name is Dennis <laughs> Rogers, and I'm joined by Michael Daniels. How's it going, Mike? How's your Monday? Uh, good, Mark, but you're my <laughs> best friend. Aren't you just my best friend? You're Mark? tearing me apart. <laughs> so if those who don't know what we're doing, go watch the movie for this week and then come back and you'll get it. Um, called The Room. We've kind of started talking a little bit off, offline, so it's, it's hard for us to not think about it. Let, let's, let's do a palate cleanser, Dennis. Let's talk about uh, your week this week. You, you didn't travel anywhere. You're finally staying put for a bit, right? You're still out there on the West Coast, different time. Yeah, yeah. I'll actually be moving, what's today, the 26th? Yep, I will yep. be moving this weekend, Sunday. Where to? Um, further west, out uh, south of Seattle. Not quite on the coast, but closer to the coast. It um, It's warmed up. I don't know. I think when we last recorded Monday, that sort of Sunday, Monday, Tuesday-ish of last week were pretty cold. Like, it never got above 70 during the day. And then would get, like, down mm. into the 40s at night. It's something about the higher elevation and the drier air the lower humidity um makes the weather um i mean cooler overall but it doesn't stay as warm like for the last so like i said sunday through wednesday ish or something it was pretty cool and then toward the end of last week it started to warm up again and so i'm um, to where I'm running the air conditioner during the day, but not until like, I don't know, 11 noonish, And then yeah. pretty much as soon as it gets dark, even before that, at like, I don't know, 8 p.m., 7, 8 p.m., something like that, um, I'll go outside, walk the dog or whatever, and feel that the air is already starting to cool down, and then I can open the windows, shut off the A.C., um, get some fresh air. And then usually by the time I go to bed, um, I usually have to close the window. Sometimes I'll leave the ceiling vent fan open. Um, mm -hmm. just to, just to keep a little, um, cooler air and it'll get down into the fifties. So it's been pretty nice. Like I wouldn't go out in the middle of the day, like at two or three in the afternoon. Um, but if I go out, take the dog for a walk about a mile-ish, um, if I do that early, before like 10 or 11, it's still pretty pleasant. Like, it's warm, it's sunny, but the humidity is so low, I don't get like super sweaty or anything. Um, yeah. And it's pretty great. The, the funny, speaking of the temperature, it was, it's been hot here. Like, I just got back from Mexico. And it's as hot here as it was down there. <laughs> and it's 94, 95 yesterday. Yeah, uh, I, just... I, I heard some of that. Did you, did you get caught in that tornado? Or oh, yeah, yeah. I guess it was watch? national news that Indiana had some tornadoes go through. Uh, yeah, actually, that's a little side note. Not terribly interesting, but I was, my, I was driving to go see my sister in Terre Haute, which is about an hour away from where I live. Mm -hmm. And um, we we're going to go see... Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, she hadn't seen yet. Um, 
And I, I knew that there was some storms, but I looked at it real quick and they were these very condensed red dots on the radar, but they were just kind of smallish and moving kind of quickly. I was like, it's fine. I'll just go through them. Chance are that, that it'll just miss me. Right. And I got pat, about 20 minutes in a little town called Spencer, got outside of that. And then you could just see this black line of clouds form in the other clouds around it and then just kind of start heading towards the ground. There was no rotation or anything like that, but it was the whole from the ceiling to the ground of black clouds for miles to the left of the road. And I was like, Oh, this is not good. Um, I, I kept kind of urging the cars on in front of me. Just go, just keep going guys. Just keep going. We, we can make it. Right. Um, and then we kind of got around it, but then all of a sudden it starts raining and I call my sister to tell her that I'm going to be a little late because it's pretty bad and literal trees are falling down across the road and we're all swerving and missing them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then this big ass bug hits my windshield. It's like, boom, and leaves this big white mark on the front of the windshield. I'm like, oh man, that bug was huge. And then I realized that's not a bug. That's a big ass piece of hail. Um, <laughs> and it starts hailing and I've got pictures size of golf ball and Shelly has one of a, a softball size. Yeesh. And they're just pelting the car and I'm going down, you know, 40 miles an hour down the road. And I, that's when I finally say, okay, I got to pull over and pray that trees don't crush me or, you know, my car is not destroyed by, by these. Yeah. Hail. Yeah. Fortunately I, mean, I didn't have hail damage, but I mean, it's not uncommon for, um, storm systems like that to move through Indiana, Southern Indiana. It's not, it's not quite tornado alley, but it's not far mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. it. And because of the topography, see, this happened when, oh, back in the spring, when I was, well, I say that's only June, whenever, just before Memorial Weekend or whatever, when, when I came to Bloomington and, and Fox and his family were there, one of these systems came through and I had left my camper at my parents' place. And it was all, mm. you know, locked up. I had the awning in and everything. Oh, but th- there were these tornado warnings and Andrew was driving back and I was like, what can I was very worried that a storm yeah. was going to roll my camper over. But I was I was 40 minutes away at Trotsky's. Yeah. And I was like, I had to rationalize it and go, what can I do? Even can if you I, were there. Right. Can yeah. I leave right now and drive down there? And in 40 minutes, am I going to put myself in danger driving in this yeah. weather? And once I get there. What am I going to do? Are you going to stand gonna, outside and put your hands up on yeah, it? Am I going to hold right? it up with my bare hands? Am I going to tie it to a tree or something? There's nothing I can do yeah. to, to alter the outcome of this situation. Like this yeah, is, to- this totally. is here. It's, you know, a little, uh, a little stoke fatalism or whatever you want to call it. And it was fine because yeah. something about the topography of the area means that those storms usually go around that region, Bloomington, Bedford. Like like the cities, it, right? I don't know if For it's the, the hills or whatever. Like, they'll come right. close, right? So so we'll get, like, there's a there's a guy close to my, my parents' place down in Bedford who has, um, I don't know, a Corvette and something else, but he has a big two-car, um, I guess it's a carport, but it's like if you imagine a a steel um like shelter 
that yeah, is, yeah. you know, it has a, um, I'm making, I'm gesturing with my hands. <laughs> it's, it's, it doesn't have four sides, but it's, it's sort of a, a like a, like a tunnel, but with a sort yeah. of roof shape and then, yep. and then a flat wall on the end. And then the front is open because I had driven by and saw like, Oh, it sounds, sounds like a it's, big wind catcher. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a detached garage. But it has no front, so I can see he's got, like, one kind of nice car, and there's some other car, like, parked under it. And, like, you know, he's protecting his car from leaves and bird droppings and whatever. Yeah. Well, so. that shelter thing blew completely over mm-hmm. um, during that storm, like, away from the cars. Because I could see the nice car sitting there the first time I drove by, and then the next time I drove by, it was moved up to, like, the normal carport next to the house. And I don't know when I left town, the upside down building was still there and you could see like on the, what would have been the back wall, right? Cause now it's upside down facing the other way. He had like a, like a pressure washer or something that yeah. clearly had been hanging on the wall, but was still hanging with the like upside down now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I just um, hadn't gotten anyway, to all of that to say when those storms come through, we might not get the full-on, like, tornado touches down and, like, destroys a trailer park or something. But yeah. there will be, um, like, a lot of branches, maybe a oh, couple yeah. of downed trees, like, just from the high winds and rain. And as yeah. you said, when those, um, I'm not a weatherologist, but when the, when the systems change in the upper atmosphere, you know, it'll, the temperatures will drop really fast and the rain will condense into hail and then a lot of times you get damage from that too pelt it down i'm i'm marking this in the show notes here this is where dennis called a meteorologist a weatherologist I'm a, that's a that's a little bit of a merlinanism <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah I know it's and, and I, I definitely want don't want to compare uh, the tornadoes, we get tornadoes regularly in Indiana, but I, and I definitely want to compare them to people like in Tornado Alley with Kansas and they're just insanity out there. Right. Uh, but one difference between those tornadoes out here and there is that we do have a lot, a lot of trees in Indiana. I mean, it's just True. covered covered in forests and trees. And so you can't see over them, right? You can't, mm. if you're out, if you're out in a tornado, that's why... Tornado trackers love going out to you know Kansas something like that. Not only sure. is, do they have a, a billion tornadoes, you can see them from far off. And you can see them forming. Here, you don't know, right? They're just coming on you, and they hit you. You know, you just can't visually see anything. And then the tree, the amount of trees that we have, just wrecks everything. I, I've always called it like God's way of cleaning up the world. It just destroys any dead branches, <laughs> dead weak trees, sure, whatever, and sure, they, yeah, they yeah, feed the ground underneath. Um, but um, that's why I always told my kids, like, it's, it's good that this stuff happens. It's terrible that we have all this dead debris everywhere, but, you know, it's good. Um, so, yeah, we I, I was dealing with a lot, a lot of that yesterday. So that wasn't kind of where I was going with that anyway. But, yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of a, a a weird thing. I wanted to go back to, to the, the temperature thing. I woke up this morning, and I knew it was so hot outside, and I was laying in bed. I woke up a little bit early, and I decided to play with um, Alexa. And I just laid on the back and I decided to ask her for, oh, she triggered over there. I heard her. Um, 
ask her for all the temperatures in different cities all around the world. And surprisingly, I was really surprised it came out like everywhere on the West Coast, the U.S. was relatively cold. It was like 60 degrees or something like that uh, throughout throughout the night. And in around your area, it said something like 50, 40 some degrees, 50 degrees. Like what is happening over there on that that area? And then East Coast, like New York City is 95 degrees. Like okay, well everybody's sitting in the eighties ish, even around the world. Like in Cairo, Egypt, it was eighty five. Um, and then I was like, ah, let's see what Phoenix, Arizona was. It said one hundred and fourteen. Oh, why do people live in Phoenix, Arizona? It's crazy. So hot out there. So hot every time. That's like the hot. Isn't that Death Valley? Isn't that where the desert is here in in the U.S.? Uh, it's that might be Nevada. Uh, yeah, people live there though. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get that stuff. Well, anyway, yeah. I, so I'm back from Mexico. Good time. Not much more report from there. Uh, I did get through. I think I told the story on the air about my customs problem. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. We talked with, about that you know, last week. T- taking uh, games and stuff. Uh, just to note, the Mexican customs agents were really, really, you know, circumspect about me taking like 20 games in a suitcase <laughs> into their country. <laughs> Yet the American customs didn't give a flip. They didn't care at all. They just didn't bat an eye. They saw like, okay, moving on. Boop, boop, boop. Right. Uh, which was pretty pretty great. I didn't have to explain uh, anything. I told one of my friends, I was like, yeah, evidently the Yucatan Peninsula of Mexico is so deprived for board games that the board game industry is being smuggled in that area. And you can make a killing <laughs> uh, if you really want to. Uh, but no, it was great. Had had a wonderful time. I had a really weird issue that if I can only uh, kind of attribute to being old, is um, okay. or older. I got home and halfway through the vacation, I started to feel a lot of muscle soreness. Um, I was equating it to falling asleep, and we go in such a deep sleep you never move, and then we wake up eight hours later and you're all super sore and stiff. I was getting that in all my muscles after like five or ten minutes. Um, and it, that lasted for about seven, no, sorry, four or five days. And I got home and, um, Shelly said, have you been eating bananas? Have you eaten potassium? I'm like, nope. And sure enough, I wasn't getting vitamins on my mm. vacation and I never experienced that before. And now I, <laughs> I took some vitamins, ate some bananas and I'm miraculously healed. Who'd have thought right, science right. works, right? Yeah. Uh, so that, that was a. Kind of a sad end to my, to my trip, but it was it wasn't too bad. It was it was pretty fun. I'm glad I'm glad to be back home. I the the weird thing I missed is that I didn't get to play Diablo Four. We're we're talking um, every day. You guys would be talking, chatting, all stuff in the Diablo channel, and right. I just saw the little white light on that thing saying that there's notifications, and I I didn't want to click on it, and I just kept <laughs> wanting to play. Um, and I mean. It's it was it's more of the we'll talk about Diablo here in a minute, but um, it's more the the FOMO type stuff, the fear of missing right. out. It's yeah, yeah, that yeah. I know that everyone's rushing to get through the main story quest, which is kind of a little sad, but it, it's the you know matter of fact because we all want to play together, and you don't play the story together. Yeah, the story is a lot of reading, a lot of cutscenes, and it's sort of I mean. I don't know. I guess the only comparison is Diablo 3. I was going to say, I'd never played Diablo 1, and Diablo 2 was a long time ago. Diablo 2 only had story mode. Like, people, the end game thing people did was replay parts of the story under specific conditions, trying to get things to drop. 
But um, Diablo 3 was definitely like, you either play the story or you get to max level and then like then the main game starts like obviously you can do alts and stuff like that but that's how wow is yeah and, so it's just like an mmo right yeah and and, yeah. and diablo 4 is the most mmo like of the diablos it's yeah. not um i don't know we'll get into that in depth but yeah i mean that's that's just kind of the the nature of the beast it's like play through the i think i made it through the story first which usually doesn't happen but I got to a certain point and was like, oh, I think this is the last act. Well, I'll yeah. just keep going because I'm not going to stop in the middle of this. There's no waypoints. How will I get back? Yeah. The 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 way it works out and the, the different feeling with that for me is 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 the friends playing thing. It's that um, I know the majority of the time, this is the majority of the time we'll be playing this end game stuff, right? Yeah. And and I know a lot of people don't see things like the story in these games or even in like first person shooters, Call of Duty, where it's like, oh, they're just extra. We don't need them. For, for me, and I'm sure a lot of other people, it's kind of a really big thing. I really, really enjoy the stories and, and going through that experience. But I also really want to play with friends. And I, I know that when you look at Diablo 3 in 10 years, what, like a month at most was the story. And then years and years of playing together without that. Right. Um, so there's so much more that's that's I'm going to be able to see and enjoy, and I don't want to miss out on that with the friendship stuff. So I want to get through, and I don't want to rush. I wasn't rushing the story. I just wanted to get through it so I could read it and experience it, and and then you know be a part of that thing. Um, so I I intentionally didn't do things like any of this or most of the side quests. There's a whole bunch of them. Yep. Um, but I also re- read and found that you can just do those later, and that. Does, it's good to do them later as well, mm-hmm. right? There's there's absolute reasons to all the extras that are in the story part of the game you can do later and yep. get better rewards, better stuff. Everything's better to do it later. Um, so that was good. It let me just focus on the main story. Um, so do we want to move into Diablo? Yes, we're talking about it now. I think we already have. So might as well. <laughs> we're just going to mark this as Diablo time. Uh, so here, I'll ask you a question. So what? what let's... Uh, for this first part, let's focus on the story since we're talking about that. Um, I don't know if you want to, we should probably hit spoiler bells here because um, we've both right. finished it and we can yeah. kind of review that. All right. We're going to talk about the story of Diablo 4 uh, in detail, including the ending. So if you haven't played or you're new, new, newer to the game, haven't gotten that far and don't want to get spoiled, right? You know, you don't have spoilers. Mm-hmm. Well, if you can call this an ending. I'm using my air quotes here, All right? Because right? it's a it's a big cliffhanger. Yeah, it's it's definitely a part one type thing. And I once I was in Act Six, which is the final act, mm-hmm. I knew that they're not going to finish it because they were getting through six acts. They didn't really give us anything except like small little hints of what Lilith was doing, right? And and we didn't really ever confront her. We just kept seeing leaves, right? Um, the pedals, yeah, right. So there, and we never got a lot of like heavy bosses, like where that were like main characters. Elias, like Elias, finally happens, right? Mm-hmm. But there's nobody real else. It's it's memorable. There's no butcher. There's no King Leoric. Yeah, right, that the, have, have story stuff. Now, now I don't know. It's as I said, it's been a long time. Um, 
since I played the story, the campaign of Diablo three, mm-hmm. um, and of course that had an expansion, right? It was originally four acts, Correct. and they added the right. fifth act. Um, right. And I feel like I don't know. There was always something different happening. You were always, you know, yeah. the, the yeah. story. The, the story in each act was kind of a different story, though it's yes. kind of the same. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, the the demons have broken into heaven, and we've got to go there and stop them. And then you meet Diablo, and and and, and the the acts were very different looking, right? Like you go to the desert right. area, then the yeah. snow area, then the swamp area. Um, there is there is some variation in the land of yeah. Uh, it's not sanctuary sanctuary it's something there's a they call the whole thing sanctuary but i think the the map that we uncovered is called something else i don't know it's not oh, a okay there's like a um, section okay but i didn't get the sense that that was really dividing the acts like i'd go from one act to the next and i'm like oh i guess i'm in the next act now because it, they were just yeah. quests it was just a chain of quests like in wow uh, yeah. world of warcraft and they and, would hop back and forth. Like you'd go, it wasn't just in the desert area. You'd go back to the beginning area, and then you had another right, fort. You're like, you, oh, yeah. we're gonna go back and and talk to this person. And the scope of it felt kind of small, but then it was always single focus. It's all about Lilith. And yeah. so, yeah, I had that same thought when I got to Act Six, and I'm like, okay, this is somewhere different. I'm off the map here, um, mm-hmm. in this sort of hellish area, and stuff is a little hard like stuff was difficult for the first times playing yeah i agree Minion master mm-hmm. uh necromancer but it was still like i never died i just was like oh i have to yeah. respawn new skeletons more often here or, or i ha- have to actually hit my healing potion right <laughs> you know right. Ex- exactly exactly i had to spam more healing potions and it was actually like it wasn't hard but it was more yeah. difficult than anything i'd done up to that point you just recognize that we're finally starting to hit a thing and then and then yeah i got to the end and i was I don't want to say disappointed because I do not want like the the end game to be gated behind a hundred hours of story just for yes. the sake of that, right? That's no, a, this this had enough of that anyway. That's oh, that's a problem yeah. that they eventually fixed and and tried to retroactively fix in Final Fantasy fourteen. Yes, right, and and not that well. It's hard to say because I've never gotten to the end game. Of Final Fantasy, <laughs> Final Fantasy 14. Because there's there's just always so many. And, you know, I came to the game like a decade late, right? There's six or yeah, seven sure, expansions. Sure, sure. There's just a ton of story. And you play through all of it, right? There's no, And you don't want that to be Diablo the same they, way. You they never did the that. squish that, that WoW did. Um, yeah. Where, you know, now you can level up super fast. And you just pick an expansion and you play it for like an hour. And now you're yeah. to the new content. Yeah. Um, so you don't want that for Diablo. I don't want that for Diablo. So I'm like, on the one hand, I'm glad that I am already done with it. But on the other hand, I'm like, okay, that was really just like one story. It, it felt really like, yeah. I mean, it's more content than one Diablo 3 act, but yeah. it felt like one act. I agree. It did, and, because Because they weren't, it wasn't, each individual thing didn't feel very impactful or meaningful. There was, there was some highlights. Don't get me wrong. I think, uh, meeting, uh, the girl, Niet, is there, what I can't remember her name was Ninette or Norel, Norel, it's it. Norel. 
when you meet her and her mom, that's when you actually kind of catch up almost with Lilith. And that right. has a bit of a memorable thing, memorable thing. Yeah. But like Donan and the other guy kind of were almost interchangeable and Donan <laughs> had a story with the son, but still really it wasn't, it was, it was, it just wasn't very impactful to the story at all. And you're just yeah. kind of following Lilith is all you're doing. You're not actively doing anything for her. And then when they're like, we got to go get the soul stone for me, that's when things started to get, I'll just say the word boring. Um, mm. Because we've already gone through soul stones and soul stone shards and then the world stone for the entire story of Diablo three. Huh. Just like, I don't want to go back to this again. And now that's what we're going to do. We're just going to fall back on the same story we did for the last game. Very boring. Right. And then that, when that became the focus of, I think that's all of act five, I want to okay. say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, like yeah, it's just full of fetch quests Escort, like literally slow escort quests. There's that one where you have to slowly walk with that lady, with the the priest lady through the town, and she just crawls. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, and it just goes from that to another escort quest, to another fetch quest. Then it's like, oh, we got the soul stone. Here we go. We're doing the thing. Oh, look, it fails. We need to go get Quicksilver. We need to go get this this alchemy stuff. And then I'm like, yeah, these are just more fetch quests. This is just dragging this out to have another chapter. And then, and then right at the beginning of chapter six, the guy takes the soul stone away from you. I'm like, I can't stand what just happened here. <laughs> um, that, that was a completely wasted chapter that, that we didn't need to have. Um, and it, it didn't, it didn't, wasn't, it wasn't fun. It wasn't impactful. It didn't really matter. So yeah, it just, it just kept it all one big story and the world, because the way it's set up, didn't feel changing much. And, the tone of the world is so gray. There's no real vibrant colors um, that it's yeah. even when you go to the swamp, it's kind of hard to tell too big of a difference. You know? Yeah, it's that's a thing. I didn't realize this until I heard people start talking about Diablo four. But apparently a lot of the, you know, the people who played and still play Diablo two thought that it was too colorful. Right, the, it's, it's all bright colors, and you know, really, like, yeah, it's still you're fighting demons and stuff, but it's you know, you have really bright colored armor, and you can put dye on it to make yourself pink, and you get butterfly wings from a season reward, and all that kind of mm-hmm, stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I get that. I don't sure. I don't really care about that complaint, but yeah. this game, the combination of like trying to step back from that and be a little more quote unquote Diablo and the fact that it's, that it's full 3d, you know, better graphics. I have my stuff all turned all the way down because of my ping and my computer is five years old, five, six. Hey Dennis, mine is turned all the way to the max. Yeah. On the PlayStation. (laughs) On on PS5. You're right. Yeah. You you, got to get in on that, uh, on that final fantasy 16 and tell me all about it. Cause there's a, Oh yeah. 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 Right, I looked right. it up and I'm like, oh, this is PlayStation only. That's not. That's, not that's right. Anyway, yeah. The, so the the, the you were t- sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You're talking about how on the, even on low settings and the colors um, uh, of, of the stuff it, in full 3D, it just all kind of looks the same. Now it's a weird. Yeah. It's a weird complaint, right? Like the characters, yeah. the character creation. I mean, compared to Diablo three, is incredible. 
right? Because yeah, Diablo yeah, 3 yeah. had no character creation. Like, you could be male or female of this class, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, They all looked the same. All of the female uh, wizards looked like... Uh, uh, Ling, Ni Ling, 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 I can't even remember. Li Ming, that's it, from, okay, yeah. from Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> I used to watch uh, MF Pally Time, the streamer, and he would say it backwards, right? Li Ming, he would say <laughs> Ming Li or something. Yeah. And so I couldn't remember what the actual name was. Anyway, <laughs> they all look like her, right? Because it's just yeah. one character. And now there's a lot of, you get faces and skin and hair and hair color and all the stuff like an, like an RPG, yeah. like an MMO. Yeah. They all look dirty and gross. Um, yeah, they do. They really do. <laughs> well, I was like, like I, couldn't, I, could, I made a necromancer girl. I could not make her anything but like a bone skeleton person. Yeah, all the, and, and I get those are necromancers. Right? There's also not yeah, a lot of yeah. variation, right? It is, again, it's a weird thing to compare about because in D3, the necros all look the same. But in yeah. D4, right. there are six different faces and 20 hairstyles for necromancers, mm-hmm. but they all look like a, a filthy, like, coked-out rocker girl who hasn't <laughs> yeah, eaten in two for weeks. Sure, right? Yeah, and, um, and and the hair color palette, it looks like it's big, but they're really all just dingy of that color. Yeah, they're all dingy. Right. Like, the most colorful is still not very colorful. And I, you know, now putting that together <laughs> with, I get that, but yeah, with but the still, complaint yeah. about Diablo 3 is, like, you know, to make it to make it more real and more kind of grim and bleak to match the theme of the game. Right. Um, but when you have this open world where the story doesn't have breaks, if you have a kind of a washed-out palette... It makes everything seem the same. Seem the almost. same, exactly. Right. Exactly. Now, you know, we've kind of bagged on it a little bit here. I don't mean to, because those are some of the things that are pretty apparent when we talk about the story. Um, but And I'll get right back to the story real quick. But um, I want to say a good thing about it, what, what we're talking about. Even though the characters are kind of limited, but still more options than before, armor kind of the same way, um, I super appreciate how often it zooms in during the cinematics and has your character with the actual 3d, yeah. you know, you, look you and see like that from how the very close beginning up of the you game. get on it's, stuff. It's a little bit like a, like a tech demo sort of thing. like you, you make your character and then you go into a cutscene, but your character is the character you made. It's, you know, yeah, but, it, but it's close very up good. in, in, in high res and yeah. And, and it's not like they're, they're like, it looks almost cinematic quality sometimes. They're, even when they're going on the NPCs and stuff, when you're they're following you around or you're just talking to them as they're sitting in the building, and then when it zooms in, you're like, oh, these are very detailed character models, and they're so so well done, and all the armor is so beautiful and such. Yeah, I wish that I could see them closer like that more often. There's almost know? no there's almost no pre rendered cinematics. There are some with Lilith yeah, there's a few. and um, the the thing from the trailer and. And all that, yeah. but anything that your character is in is is using the game engine. Yeah, and it's real good. So yeah. I give them a huge props for that stuff. And it actually, as I was playing through, I was like, oh, I because I had played a sorcerer to like level twenty to thirty, I think, mm-hmm. and and uh, and I kind of liked her look, and I thought, man. I'd like to see her in these scenes where she's talking right. and doing the, the stuff with her cool uh, sorcerer outfit on. Um, but 
I don't want to play through the story. <laughs> that's the only time I'm going to be able to see that, like her move around and, right. and act and stuff like that. So yeah. that's a little disappointment for the thing that's that they do really, really good. Okay, moving back to the story, I kind of bagged on it. Slow, yes, it has those things, um, but highlights are definitely one. One Lilith is great. I th- I love the character of Lilith. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do wish that we actually got to interact with her more. Sure. Um, yeah. She her design when we is, do is super cool. Oh yeah, she she the way she acts and talks, and then she's got kind of a very compelling story with yeah. she's going against um um what's the hatred Malthiel. her, her, her Malthiel. no 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 it's not either of those uh, Malthiel is the angel um, Mephisto no not Mephisto <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's it's one of those ones um but anyway that guy starts with an M it definitely starts with an M. Um, one of the three prime evils and, Mephisto. uh, I don't think it was Mephisto. Well, that's Inarius the, that's is the, the devil. Angel. Is the... Um, you're, you're going to make me look it up, aren't you? I don't know. Mephisto is the, is the one you're talking to. Who's a wolf all the time. Okay. When sure, I wasn't sure if I thought, didn't think that was his name. Yep. Okay. Mephisto. You're right. My apologies. I thought it was something else. Well, okay. I guess Mephisto Malfoy first. So don't give me too much <laughs> Mephisto, right. So, you know, I liked the story that they've got since we're in spoilers here of, you know, she's trying to fight him as a defense against, you know, Sanctuary's defense against him, which I don't quite, they they didn't give us enough time with that, I don't think, mm. before she dies in the end. Right. Like, I thought they were really going to push this, like, is she a good guy? Is she a bad guy? You know, why, why is she going against um, Mephisto to kill him when he's already contained? Right. right. She just comes and and she's like, there's a war coming and I'm going to go caught, get him when he's weak or something. Um, but it just feels like she's kind of provoking it for power. So I thought, OK, are we going to get a twist where she's actually really the big evil bad person and wants to kill him and become an evil? Or is she really a good guy that's tr- actually trying to help the world? But we don't ever really we kind of know, but not really, because they use the soul stone on Mephisto, bottle him up and then straight up kill kill her and i'm like well that was weird and even though her story is great and compelling because we don't interact with her till act six there's just tons of exposition when you're in that dream world of your your the the sightless eye right she's just talking the whole time explaining the story explaining you i'm like why didn't you do this throughout the whole other five acts Mm -hmm. you know um and i absolutely loved the final cinematic of um, the battle in hell. Like I was just kind of over the story at that point. And then when that happened, I was right back in it. I was like, go, go blizzard. You guys are so awesome. This is why I'm playing a Diablo game because this is amazing. And I kind of want to watch it again and again and again, because it's so cool. Um, Yeah. Just, just very, very well done. And, and as I'm watching it, I'm like, of course, this is why ever, Oh, you know what I thought of? Do you remember the world of Warcraft announcement trailer when they show the dwarf come and he shoots the bear on the the mountainside and then the infernals come over the the mountain and you're like, wow, this is a cool game that Blizzard's putting out because their cinematic is so good that they put in trailers and stuff. There's the very first and that like a night elf 
turns yes. into a cat and jumps off. A yes, plane. that one right there. That's when, when when I saw that, I was like, "This is the most amazing cinematic I've ever seen." And I watched this Diablo one, and I'm like, "Yeah, they, this is what they've done, and they've stepped up their game even more because they're so good." And this continues to make me think a full, actually Blizzard cinematic team making a movie would be incredible um, because it's just so rich and gorgeous and wonderful. Um, and it never, it never ri- quite rises to that after that cinematic. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, that's what I had about, I guess about the story. I just want to say it was okay. Yeah, I, Lilith was I, great. I got to the end of the story and was basically like, Oh, I guess they're going to do story expansions. Because are, yeah. Do you think they're going to do expansions or do you think they're going to do seasons? Like, are they going to roll out stories with the seasons? Maybe with the seasons, it's shorter sort of things like they did, like, like, uh, like Final Fantasy fourteen did with their with their patches. Um it's hard yeah. to say. I don't know if they'll do I, like full expansions or or maybe content packs like uh like StarCraft two did. Probably not that. I think you're probably right that it'll be that it'll be a season be something tied to seasons. Well I can I can say this much. They when they changed Overwatch two to, to the a service-based thing. Um, they That's when they changed everything about the game, is that they just changed everything to be season-based. And then they have season passes, and they put a big content patch out, which will have air quote story that goes along with it. Right. But then they're selling the, the pass, right? So that you can get, while you're doing whatever you're doing during the season, you can get extra EXP to get unlock all the cosmetics and the extra stuff that you pay for. Um, I mean, and, I think it's hard now, you know, just like, just like so many other things about World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy fourteen. Like, probably still the biggest MMOs. I'm, that, you know, WoW mm-hmm, is you they know, definitely is, are. Yeah. Is still freaking WoW, but you know, other games will take some of the audience for a while, and then mm-hmm. and then they'll and then they'll drop off, drift off. It's got to be really hard now today. 2023 to drop a new game that does some of these things that does a, a subscription to play, right? You have to buy the yeah. game and then you also have to pay a subscription to even play. Both of those games do that, but they're old games with a loyal following and they get away with it. Yeah. I don't think a new game can do that. It can try, but it won't succeed. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, agree. I don't think people want expansions they don't want to have to buy a new they'll spend right people will spend the same amount of money on other things on mm-hmm. loot crates or or season season pass rewards or stuff like that but to have this like big launch where you're going to go buy the next version of the game and they all have names so nobody knows which order uh, mm-hmm. you know after 10 years nobody knows what did that become before this or did this Right. Which one comes next? It just complicates the whole, the whole works, and it it um, gatekeeps new players if you don't find some way around it. Right? You're like, yeah. oh, I have to buy what? You know, eventually Blizzard fixed that, but for a while it was like, if you wanted to play WoW in like 2012 or whatever, you had to buy. The base game, Burning Crusade, uh, um, uh, Wrath of the Lich King, and Cataclysm. 
Yeah. I don't know. If it's it's interesting that, that, that you keep referencing this kind of as, as a state of play as an MMO. Like, cause this is Diablo is a standalone game. Always it, has been a standalone game. It is, and, but it's not, I mean, it wasn't in, in Diablo three and it's even less. So now you can't play offline. You can't yes, start three like, what started. like yeah. I could play. I had to log in to Blizzard servers to play to play Diablo three, uh, and that was a little bit annoying yeah. playing on the Switch. I had to tether to my phone, to, but it's also digital. oh yeah, yeah. It's a digital download game. I would have to do that on Switch regardless. I have to do it with Tears of the Kingdom. Um, yeah, but I could I play. Really, I really dislike that about the Switch. <laughs> yeah, it's DRM, right? That's yeah, just um, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm sure the PlayStation does it too. You just don't notice because it's I just don't house. carry it with me. Wi-Fi <laughs> it's, it's yeah, plugged yeah. in, yeah. Um, yeah. You, what was I saying? Sorry, it's, it's like, software. I could, software I could service play. Stuff, yeah. I could play a private game of Diablo three, and I was by myself and did everything myself, and you know, yep. whatever. Yeah. If I fire up Diablo four and I go into town, there are going to be people there. Now, maybe I yeah. go to an obscure town in the middle of nowhere and there's nobody there, but right. that's the way it is. Like, there are world bosses that spawn in the world. If I go where that boss is, there are at least five other people there waiting to kill that boss. Yeah. It's, it's very Diablo Immortal like that. Yeah. It's it's flattened out, right? Like, I think they have the world phased and sharded, so you can't get, um, you know, like what happened in WoW in the later months of um, the Missa Pandaria, the Pandas uh, mm -hmm. expansion, where people were just farming the world bosses for a mount drop. And you'd oh, go yeah. there and there are like 150 people there and it's laggy and you're just hoping to get a hit in before the boss dies. Yeah. yeah. Um, there might be some of that happening at higher, higher levels, but I'm, I'm way off track of the story. What I, all of that I mean to say is that Double Four is very MMO-like. Right? There are people, I pass people in the open world. It's not crowded like a full MMO like WoW is. I think they try to yeah. minimize that so you just see a few people running around. Um, they do do a better job of that. I think I mentioned Diablo Immortal. Diablo Immortal, they went the other way. There was just way too many people. Like sure. All the time there was people, every, not just in the cities, but outside too. Um, so maybe they learned a lesson from that and they're like, okay, let's, let's, I'm sure they have sliders, how many people you can see at a time or something. I mean, I remember um, people talking about it in the early days. Cause of course this being blizzard, they showed a demo like of two of the classes back in 2017 we or 19. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess the first announcement was probably like 18, but, um, and they talked about the open world and talked about how they were trying to make it so, so that, yes, there are other people in the world. No, you're not going to be fighting over mob spawns, right? It's yeah. not going to be super which, which you're not, I don't, I don't think. And I, I so I think just, you know, I, I assume there was not a lot of overlap between the Diablo 4 and Diablo Immortal teams. I mean, um, you know, the last several years I feel, of its I feel like they were Immortal talking to each other though it feels in, like they were talking to each of other of course like they had to compare lore and stuff but I don't know I don't know how much cross pollinates all that I'd say to me I think knowing that 
Diablo Diablo started as a single player game that a few people would play together. They wanted to make it open world MMO like, but not go all the way with it. Sure. Right. I think that was one of their goals from very early on. Right. Um, the I just now that I'm through the story, I'm in Endgame. But that just happened like at one in the morning last night, and all I got <laughs> to do was run through. I got to run through um, a side quest, and then I ran through a world boss. Which it sounds like you did kind of what I did, where you were playing kind of late, and then you got to Act Six, and you're like, "Yes, well, I guess I'm going to finish it now." Yes, exactly, exactly. What that's that's why I went like, "Oh my god, this head story is taking forever." Um, yes, totally. And then I got done, like, I'll do a few things. And then today after work, I got home and, um, Pete had told me I have to do this thing called a capstone dungeon, which is like, oh yeah, that's right. There's this thing. I started doing that. Um, evidently there's more than one level. And I was like, oh, crud. So I, I got past the first level and that's when Shelly walked in. She's like, I really want to go for a walk. Can I go for a walk? And I was like, oh crap. So I just stopped. Um, so I didn't get to finish that, but that's, I, so that's to say I didn't do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. After then, I, I am looking forward to doing some of that stuff, especially just doing, uh, I have the completionist bug in me uh, right. where every zone has things that you can definitely check off the list. You know, let's that's, do all that's the That's one of the first the things up. I did when I finished the story and even yeah. before I hit 50, because um, this is, I don't know, we're getting the gritty details here, but if you find... Um, all this stuff, like each each zone has a list of things you can do, but if you get all mm-hmm. the altars of Lilith and yeah, all the altars of Lilith, full exploration, right. and there's one more thing. Um, it's like the side quests stuff. Or are you talking about for side, qu- side quests take longer, but you can run around the map and get all the altars of Lilith and yeah. um. Oh, and the strongholds. Unlock the strongholds, strongholds. Right, yeah. and find all the waypoints and clear right. all the fog of war. You'll get a yeah. bunch of these bonuses that are account wide. Yeah. Right. So on my account, if I roll a new character right now, they start with like twelve skill points. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And and a bunch of because the altars of Lilith will give you like plus two dexterity. That's for a bunch of every stats, character, right? right. Um, and so you, you know, it's which which is nice. It's, it's just a a kind of built in to help your own. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little bit of they're doing a they're doing you know they put a carrot on it to more than just um, you know like get this achievement or whatever. You also will unlock like titles and stuff. But yeah, you um, you, you you get stuff like extra potions for your characters. I mean, yeah. it's very helpful. Yeah, you get extra potions. I have I have nine potion slots on my. Yeah, I have I have eight, now. and I haven't really tried. So I'm thinking, like, wow, how much more is out you, there? You get a lot of that rep just from like doing the story, and there are also like stuff that you'll do passively, like kill a yeah. thousand skeletons. Well, eventually, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. play the game for a, a week, and you're probably going to kill a thousand skeletons. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to actually doing that. That that's kind of fun to me when we were talking about rushing through main story quest. That's not too bad because I actually like this checkoff list type thing. It's just some kind of a satisfying thing. That's pretty there's fun. There's a there's an interactive map like a like a Google Maps kind of thing that's pinned in the in the um, yeah. Blizzard Discord channel. Um yeah. and I'll link it in the show notes too cuz <laughs> I won't obviously well, some of our yeah. listeners are on our Discord, but 
Right. No. But no. yeah, you, I, I am going to have to use something for the, like the filters a little. I just don't want to have to like run around every corner. Cause I, I've actually been doing that where I'm like, Ooh, that little dog leg up there. looks like there's going to be something there. Walk up there. There's nothing there. Yeah. Like, oh, darn, yeah. Eventually but, uh, I started to get a feel for like what shapes on the map were places that were likely to have altars of Lilith because they're kind of yeah. hard to see. Like they glow, yes. but some of them are real hidden. Like I'm sure yeah, some are hidden behind some some a, refuse a, or something. A scavenger kind of thing. But I would just I had the map and I just alt tab back and forth. You'll have to yeah, you know, I'll pull just, it up on your yeah. phone or iPad or something. Yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. So uh, I do look forward to that. That looks pretty fun. I'm so I guess I'm officially in the end game area now, which is is kind of nice. And, and I do look forward now. to that. Yep. And, um, I'm going to try and my first goal actually is to try to, um, ramp up through the capstone thing. I didn't seem to be having too many problems getting through the dungeon as I was going. I don't know how hard it is. Um, but I'm hoping to up the difficulty of the world and then start doing the side quests on the up there upgraded difficulty so that I can get better gear, better stuff on that upgraded difficulty. Um, so I'm looking for that. My Paragon points are, I think I'm level 55, maybe one, two, three, four, five, I'm going to be 56. Um, so I'm, I've got plenty of stuff. Although the Paragon stuff is, doesn't seem that exciting. I gotta say the Paragon system is very weird. It does not feel fun. I can say that much. Yeah. I, I told plus 10 intelligence. One of the times we were playing, I said, I said, it feels like they looked at the feedback from the Paragon system in Diablo three, which was just like, you get a point and it's locked into one of these four tabs. Okay, well, that four tabs, each of those four tabs has four options. And for your class and your build, one of those options is the best one. It's usually cooldown reduction and move speed and extra health or something, depending on the board. Yeah. And so it's very simple, right? You max that out, and then you go to the second best, and you max that one out. It's very, very simple. And I right. feel like they looked at the feedback and then said, people think this is too simple. And so they made the Paragon system in D4 super complicated. It's I like don't know if it does anything. Does it do anything? I mean, it gives you a bunch of stats and then you put a rune in the thing and it gets bonuses depending on the stuff you buy around it. So it's, it's very weird. And then once yeah. you fill a board, you have to pick from which boards you want to attach next. So oh, there's another can, board? Okay, all right. Yeah. And, I didn't know that. And... Yeah, it's it's. I have not. It's not I mean, really well 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 done. For, there or, was or, there uh, was maybe explain. a time in my life where I would try to figure that stuff out for myself. If I played, there was a time I played WoW enough where I could, to, you know, I. But even then, I wasn't building my own spreadsheet. Like I yeah, will yeah, do yeah. what I always do in a game like this. I will go to Icy Veins or some similar site where somebody who has much more passion for this kind of stuff than I do has done all this math and is like, yeah. Here's the board you need to do. Here's the points you should take. Here's how you should allocate your skill points. And I'll just do that, and then I'll play yeah. the game. I I worry a little bit about that, and here's why. Because I also do exactly what you're saying there. Uh, I like to take an initial stab at it, but not too right. not too much. Yeah. For example, I look at the the skill trees, and I'm like, okay, this is a dot. I'm playing necromancers, so and I'm, I'm playing minions, and I'm playing. Mm-hmm with corpse explosion with the one that puts a big dot everywhere. I'm like, okay, cool. I got this other one that's an area effect dot and it stacks with this other thing. So I just make sense. Put all the points in minions, things that give pluses to your minions, right? Put mm-hmm. everything on those t- and everything else on those two other abilities. Um, 
and anything that helps those two abilities. And once that's done, I've used up all my points. I have no extra one. That feels like the right move, right? Sure. And I, right now I'm not having too much problems. Yeah. But what happened in Diablo 3 was there. if you went to, like you said, an Icy Veins or a video, people would say like, oh no, there's a must-have ability. you got to go down this skill tree, right. click this. It says 2% crit every 30 seconds you're like that sounds terrible they're like yeah but it triples your damage every second you're like <laughs> what you know and then you do it and you're like now everything just falls i think diablo 2 had that as well i remember playing with the uh, the witch doctor and i was doing a big pet build and then they were like oh just do rain of frogs there's a spell that frogs come out of the air do rain of frogs with this other thing and you will walk through the game and i and i was having a good time but then i i just changed that build and everything was super overpowered. Yeah. And and then Diablo well, 3 has, of course, if you pick up an item that has a special thing on, on the legendary, now your ability changes completely and it's a different game. Yeah. So I, wor- I worry that that'll one, happen here. One of the things that I have not seen that doesn't seem like they're doing in this game is the broken armor sets that they did in Diablo yes. 3. They might about that. They might still add that at some point. We talked about that at length when we were playing the latest season of Diablo 3. I'll right, find and link right. that episode. Um, yeah. I will say, now I've not found a lot of these, only one so far. Yeah. Um, I found a unique, uh, I want to say it's a helm. Um, okay. And this will only be relevant to you and anybody else playing Necromancer in Diablo 4. It's a unique helmet that dropped for me, that changes Corpse Explosion into popping up a little ghost thing that runs at the nearest enemy. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, and then that's ex- cool. And then explodes, right? Wow, so it okay. fixes, I feel like we talked, I don't know if we talked about this on the show, but um, normally you have these two options. There's a default Corpse Explosion, and there's one that makes a, a damage per second circle on the yeah. ground. Mm-hmm. Um, and the nice thing about the circle on the ground is you can use it even if there are no enemies right by that corpse because, yeah. you know, maybe they'll walk into it. Now, right. I can I can pop corpse explosion on the stuff that's further back, right, as, like, the minions are moving forward. And the yep. things will pop up and charge into the the pile oh. of enemies in front of me. It's, that sounds great. It's so helpful. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, My main problem I have with that, ability is that bosses tend to uh, ignore it like they'll you big do a big thing on the ground and then they'll hop over to the other side of the screen where there's no mm, corpses yeah and you're like that sounds like that totally would fix that problem yeah and it's um, the kind of thing where like okay yeah the the item you know drastically changed the way that this ability works yeah. but it's not like everything else about my build is the same Right, like I didn't change any of my towns because I had already switched back to the normal explosion, um, and I don't know if you have that talent. Um, talent's not the right word, but if you have that skill, uh, the AOE ground thing with this item that I have, it would they would probably run and then do the AOE on the ground. I don't actually know. It might yeah, be I, a blank. I have hit. one called my, my my core ability is called blight, and that's the one that does something on the ground, like a big yeah. puddle on the ground. Yeah. Uh, we're really getting the weeds with that. But anyway, yeah. So anyway, the, the thing was, is that, uh, you know, I'm not sure if there's going to be like 
as you said, broken builds or actually broken armor sets that I'm not seeing yet. Um, I'm not too there yet, but I think when I'll go looking for that stuff is when I hit a wall, like where I can't, sure. you know, progress faster or anything. Yeah. Um, and I'll also have to, I have to realize that they are setting this game up to be a seasonal game like Overwatch and the new business plan for Blizzard seems to be all that. And I mean, Diablo Immortal, same way. And that means that they intentionally plan on adding and changing things in the game from in big patch to big patch, let's say sure. every six weeks or so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what may be a problem now, like I hit a wall or something, they may just completely change how it works next season, you know, which, which yeah. they've done in the other, their other games. Um, so and they do that in WoW too, right? From they do expansion to expansion, where they just, right, you know, drastically change stuff. Um, so yeah, and yeah that's sort of what I was getting different. at earlier about the expansions. Like I think the things like season season content is much easier to quote unquote sell to the players than trying to do expansions in it or subscriptions in a new game. Yeah, and I'm not, you know, as you were mentioning that stuff, I, I was thinking. I'm I'm a highly anti microtransaction. I think Elder Scrolls Online went way too far with that. Sure. Um, and it, it being a free to play MMO, uh, can't blame them. But I'm just not a fan of that. Um, and um, you know, you want a new area of the world? That's fifteen bucks. You want another quest line? That's t- right. five dollars. Want another, you know, cosmetic set? That's another ten dollars. Uh, so I'm just not a big fan of that. But I don't mind seasons. Probably because they do give you some things, almost like the core things. Like you'll get, if you work real hard and get all the way to the max in the season, you can get a very cool skin for the characters that everybody gets. Right. But if you're, if you're, if you have the season packs, you get multiple versions of that skin along the way. And um, it's, it's worth noting you know, that, or, you know, I keep saying new game, like obviously Diablo four is a new game. And you can tell from the four in the name that it is not a new franchise. Yeah. Right? right. So it's so it's a little it's it's got these two things going on. Yes, it's a new game, so people are gonna look at it and go, you know, if if they had a subscription or or whatever, they're like, Really, you're doing subscriptions in a brand new game in twenty twenty three? Right. Yeah. So they're gonna get that. This is also a game with a couple decades of history, um, where people are coming in with certain expectations in terms of the style, in terms of gameplay and all the yeah. you know like we talked about the mmo elements and diablo 3 set up this franchise with the idea of seasons right as like every once in a while we're gonna do a thing and you can roll a new character. i don't know if they're gonna do any of those like roll a new character things but they've oh, right, established right. that you know for whatever however many five years five ten years diablo 3 has been oh a new season starting I'm going to come back. It's a little bit like um, uh, Yoshi P says about Final Fantasy XIV. Like, you know, Diablo Four is a or Diablo is a loot grinder. Eventually, you're going to get bored, right? And so you go play the new Zelda or the new Final Fantasy. You go do something else for a few months, and then oh, there's a new season. A new season's starting to come out. I might come in. I might try a Druid this time, right? Like it keeps, yeah. it adds longevity to the game without burning people out. Now, now I don't, I don't know if, 
I have no information otherwise on this sub- subject, but I can say from the last two games that they've done that have this service model, I can already see in Diablo 4 what seasons are going to be. I think that they, I have a feeling that they won't do that, that they won't encourage new characters like the other game. Not that that's a bad thing, because you're right, it, it, that actually did help there, there freshen up the There are a thing. lot of mechanics, like we talked about just a few minutes ago, that make it easier to roll a new character, right? Like, you only have to yes. play the campaign, the story once. Uh, you get these passive bonuses that right. are account-wide, et cetera, et cetera. A, a problem with Diablo 3 was that, that once a new season started, all your old characters were basically useless. There's yeah. no reason to play them, right? Yeah, that is um, a problem. They, they truly were. Um, so what I think it, this is going to do, and I can see the mechanics in the game already, is that they're just going to do... Uh, obviously, season will have content. I think it'll have put story and quests in. Um, but... It will also have a ton of cosmetics you can unlock. So you'll yep. unlock a new helmet. They're going to use the horses as a big carrot, right? Horses the, and horse armor. Yep. Horse armor and horses are going to be things that you'll get along the season if you pay the pay the premium track. Um, you're going to get emotes, which sounds stupid, but they are completely full of that in Overwatch and Diablo Immortals introduced them. Yeah. Yep. So, so and there's a moat. There's an emote wheel. Um, there you'll is get. In this game too. Yeah, that's to say there's an emote wheel in this game. Um, and they, what I really hate to see is that Overwatch 2, and I think I saw this in Diablo Mortal, they do little things like trinket that goes on your weapon that you can't actually see unless you're <laughs> zoomed up close in them. And the only way you really see them is if, like, if you're in the party screen or something, they show them next to the character's face. Right. Um, so they'll, they'll do that. They'll do profile banners and rings around your profile stuff like that um which which is just not fun for me at all it just right. they do that to so that they can put the one or two good things and say well we have five thousand unlocks I'm like yes but four thousand and ninety of them are just dumb um sure. so i'm just prejudging i don't know yet we'll see when the season pass comes uh but here's this my final word on this thing about and we'll move on from this whole topic is that the season pass, the best thing about a season pass in games is that you can totally skip them. You can right. look at what's available and yeah. you can say, this is not worth $20. $20. I don't like any of these skins. I don't like any of these emotes or whatever that gives me, but I can still play the game. I can still level up. I can still work on my stuff and just not worry about the battle pass thing. Um, and I like that. I like that a whole lot. When Pal- the game Paladins did it and they had the Ruby skins, RWBY, mm-hmm. I wanted all of them. I paid $20 and I played the crud out of that season. The next season had characters I didn't know. I just skipped. Right? Yeah. So I, I like that a lot. That's that's a good thing. All right. We talked a ton about Diablo. We're an yeah, hour into this show. I, I think that we've put off talking about our movie long enough. <laughs> yes. Fine, let's talk about our movie, Dennis. All right, this week we watched The Room from 2003. Well, made in 2003, maybe released 2011. It's hard to... No, no. Hard to be 2011 sure is... 2011, this was the thing that I remembered about this movie. There's a movie made about this movie. Yes, uh, disaster yes. artist, and that's I think in 2011. I think. Okay, maybe that's 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 one of you. Clarify or uh, I don't know if clarification is the right word. Um, listening 
back to last week's episode, you asked about uh, a movie that Brie Larson won. Or yeah, yeah what was that? Academy. That movie was just called Room. Oh, Room. See, I, <laughs> Which, I was close. <laughs> yeah, you were. You were very close. I was like, what movie was Mike thinking of? That because there's nobody you've ever seen in this. No, in, in, the, <laughs> no. in the room. Um, and 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 I've I've looked the, the poor people that are in it have spent the re- literally spending the rest of their lives trying to get people to forget that they're in this. Yeah, yeah, Un- understandably. So, so so question: Why is this on our list? How, how does there's got to be a story here? You, you discovered it somewhere? Was it a recommendation? It's a thing that comes up in conversation once in a while. Um, okay. I think Fox mentioned it. Justin, maybe Pete. Um, okay. Some of my online friends on other discords will talk about it and you know you see gifts once in a while and you're like what is this movie people are talking about and i was like maybe i should see this and then i don't know the the chatter around it was so unusual that i put it on our list <laughs> and so i i deliberately did not look up any information about it like i'd heard people talk That's about smart. it and That's talk smart. about tommy Wiseau. And I'm like, okay, this will be what it is. And I fired it up uh, Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday, two nights ago. And gotten the first scene. Very first scene. Reminds me of... <laughs> first scene. Okay, do yeah. You know, um, do you know the YouTuber JonTron? I do not. Um, he does, like, he does a lot of random stuff. But he does these movie reviews. And one of them is for a movie called Birdemic. Um, okay. which is similar to this but actually has kind of a story and is trying to be a real movie that's a sort of different thing but you know the scene starts and the guy is talking to another guy in the store and 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 john tron goes uh um you know i've seen wooden acting before i've also seen actual wood and that's a joke. It's very <laughs> nice Gen Z kind of, uh, though he might be millennial. Whatever. That's not the point. <laughs> like these these actors start talking, delivering these lines, and I'm like, I paused it and I went and and messaged Fox because I knew he had seen it. I'm like, okay, I'm a minute and a half into this movie. Like I need to I need to pause for a minute and drastically adjust my my expectations right because the acting is and i won't say that i have a lot of experience in this but the acting feels like early 2000s pornography yes just like here's the bare minimum of dialogue we need to put in here before we can get to what the people are here to see i've not seen a lot of i totally agree but I was like, these these people don't sound like people. And <laughs> I, they sound I watched really through badly. the whole movie. Um, if I don't think we, we're going to do spoiler bells for this. So if you are really, really curious this? about this movie, go, go, go find I don't really recommend people watch it unless you're a... Um, I also don't mind spoiling it for people. Whatever I might spoil. (laughs) If if you're into bad movies and mystery science theater kind of thing, you probably already know about this, but this is kind of, you know, people refer to it as the Citizen Kane of bad movies, which is ridiculous hyperbole, but 
in the world of bad movies, this really is like the absolute worst. I don't know. I've never seen Plan 9, but, you know, that was the gold (laughs) standard for a while, Plan 9 from Outer Space. Um, There are... So, I was trying to remember where I was going with all those caveats (laughs) and warnings. If you do decide to watch this, be aware there are at least five, four or five, long, awkward sex scenes. I mean... We can be fair and call them softcore porn. Like that's got that's the definition of what they are. The there's, the, the there's, female lead is topless in every one of them. The the, the male lead is at least naked because you see full butt and yeah, you see hips you know, and 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 there's butts. I don't, the music track and it doesn't stop. It just doesn't stop. It's yeah, like it's like five minutes the, each time for as long as the song is. After maybe the second one of these, I started skipping. Yes. On my on my video player ahead each time because I'm like I don't I don't want to watch this. Yeah, let me, it, let me let me get through. Let me get back to the quote unquote story. Um, yeah, yeah. I like that you said air quote story. Uh I don't know what to say. I mean, there's bad movies, and then there's bad movies that are bad. Be- they're good because they're bad, right? Um, and and there are all sorts of articles, and you can just go to the main Wikipedia article that talks about why people try to make this good bad. Um, I never got close to that. This was always solidly bad, bad, like terribly mm. bad. And you, and I think you just said it not until just this minute that, uh, that I could, I have heard it better described that it's just the porn scenes without the porn, except for those, those with, with four a or five bit of the porn. So, yeah. softcore porn stuff. So if, if you just like the parts that people skip, that's all this is. It's just the worst of air quote acting, directing, everything. And then um, I, I'm actually interested in kind of watching the the movie about how bad this movie is. Because the, the actor yeah. that played Mark, which we made fun of before, uh, wrote a book about it. It was so bad that he wrote a book about it being yeah. the whole thing about it. And then they made that into a movie. Um, but on Wikipedia, there's a nice little thing that he... I can't remember the actor's name. The guy played Mark. He says, and I, it made me appreciate this, the movie even a little bit. It actually made me soften uh, on it a little bit was where it said the writer, director, producer guy who plays Tommy. Is it Tommy? No, Johnny. He plays Johnny. Johnny. His name's Tommy. Tommy Wiseau, like bankrolled, wrote, direct, directed, produced. Like it's all, this whole movie is this guy. This guy, right. right. And, and, and all and, of the, that, that was some of, that made me a little more, um, like, helped me understand people's fascination with this movie. Because I, as soon as I was done with it, like, I, I went on YouTube and I did, I did a little bit too the next day to go like, what is the story with this? Like, what, what the hell? Right? Yeah, well, and, when I saw that it was a $5 million tag, price tag on it, I thought, that's when I thought with the who who greenlit this and shelled out $5 million. And, then and it's, it? and it's just this guy doing it. I think the, the, the initial quote on that 15 minute video that I sent you, and I don't think anything's in that video that you haven't already seen on Wikipedia, but he said, the room is what would happen if an alien came to earth with $6 million to make a movie, having no understanding of human culture. Well, <laughs> they, they make it a little more explicit. Like, Human emotions, relationships, um, 
style of dialogue and the, the entire world of filmmaking because there's so much yeah. just bad framing, bad set, like even, even setting aside the horrible script, like the camera angles are weird. There's a bunch of strange art with spoons that I guess pe- people fixate on, but um, yeah, there, know, there's a lot. It's well, very much in the cult following yeah. kind of. Well, well the, uh, anyway, the part that, the part that sof- softened me was this guy who bankrolled and did it's him, right? Yeah. Um, the the guy that played Mark in, in his book, and he, he he this it's in Wikipedia, this little excerpt, um, says that he doesn't know what was going on in Tommy's life at the time. Writer, director, producer, everything. Yeah. He says, but what he did was because this is semi autobiographical. Like he right. wrote it based on things that happened in his life when he moved to San Francisco. Yeah. And, you know, he it equates to not directly to one of his girlfriends, but he had like a girlfriend like this and there was cheating and right. and there was he so a lot of these things that come in and out of the show are things that were happening and the guy said what he did was instead of committing suicide, he poured himself into writing and writing a script and then he poured himself into directing and producing and into making this making thing. a movie out of that script. Yeah. Yeah, so so it was it was a way to cope with his life and the terrible things that was happening. And if you know that Johnny is the only one in the movie, that's a kind of uh, selfless, flawless individual who is kind and good, which is him writing himself and way he sees those kind of things. (laughs) The, the the lines, the other, the lines written for and delivered by the other characters reaffirm that at every possible, every uh, minute, right? All the time. Uh, and, And that's, so when in that frame, after I heard that guy, when he said that, I thought, oh, yeah, everything is this this guy who's mm-hmm. just got so much pain or confusion and anything. And he's just on a writing on a piece of paper and, and just writing anything that comes out. loves him. Yeah. And, and I've got a friend. I, I've got a guy that I take care of as a kid. And I give him a place Creepy to live. And then my, yeah. my friend's, my ex's mom has breast cancer. And you just write it down. It doesn't have any meaning, no point, no anything, right. and he just does it. And that's this movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. in a nutshell, everything is that. Um, so, okay, so the movie itself just makes completely no sense. It's it's the one movie that we've had for this. We've watched hundreds of shows for this movie, literally hundreds of films and TV shows for this yeah. thing. I, it's I the think only we're gonna one. Have, we're going to have a new bar now, a, a yes. ridiculously low bar for, yes. well, this is better than... The room, which would be pretty. I mean, obviously, nothing we've seen is worse than this. I don't know. No, nothing's even close. Right? I don't know what. I would watch the pest every day instead of this one. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't. I don't know what the worst movie we've seen that we both disliked. Um, right. You know, but n- it, nothing has come close. So, yeah. but uh, it was the only movie that I that I in- almost intentionally didn't make it through. Like, it was just. Gonna shut it off, right? Um, and then when the ending happened, I was just almost double down on that. I was like, "It's okay. What's the time left on here?" And that's when Johnny dies or kills himself. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, "I'm like, of course that happened. This was all this just to get up to that." And I'm like, "Right." You know. So the story goes. Obviously, this guy wanted to have like softcore sex with the actress because he has like two or three scenes with her. There's no reason to do that. Except that he wanted to be in there with her. I think. Um, I think there was, from what I've heard, been told, there was a different actress supposed to play that role. Um, 
who was unavailable or or didn't want to do it. I know that I was like, I'm not just being naked having sex the whole time, or right? or, or or knew that and then and then looked at the script and maybe started work because that's that's the other thing I've heard. Part of the reason that all the dialogue is so awkward, you know, people will walk on a scene, say, "Oh hi, oh hi Lisa, oh hi Mark, oh hi Mark." Yeah. Deliver no, two no, lines. no, it's, oh, hi, Mark. Aren't you John? You're Johnny's best friend. Like, right. It's, he's my best friend, ex- right? The like deliver friend. these three lines and then, and then leave, right? Like they just barge into his apartment, deliver a few lines. Not, it's not even dialogue. It's like Lisa will say a line, then Denny will say a line. Lisa will say another line, and then Denny say, well, I got to go, uh, tell Johnny hi for me. He's such a great guy. And then, it, then it leave. Like, he, the what, I, the what I wanted to say with that is that um, one of the things I saw in, in looking up on YouTube is that Tommy Wiseau insisted all the actors not ad lib at all, but deliver the lines exactly as he wrote them. Oh, great. And of so course. whatever awkward thing that he wrote down, everybody saying, oh, hi, and, and all that is the way. And so it's like, you know, almost feel like... I'm sure none of these actors were going to go on to have Oscar winning careers. But, <laughs> right, yeah, right. But I almost feel bad that, you know, this movie is now overshadowed their whole lives or it, it has their the, lives. The lady that played Lisa, if you go look and that's probably the first top Google return, she has a website dedicated to, you know, I'm Lisa from the room, but here's the human me too. Like that's her right. whole website is based on, Please realize I'm a human being and not this person. That's, and it's it's actually a really that's nice understandable because the the character of Lisa is a complete selfish socio like psychopath. Just psychopath, so, right? So, like yeah, she goes from terrible. from one scene to the next to being just fine and normal and now she she doesn't hate Johnny. He's such a nice guy, but she doesn't love him anymore and He's not who you think he is because he didn't get. She his tries to frame him for and, for beating her and I, yeah. I and did then, not hit her. I did not. I did not. Oh, yeah, I love the, oh, hi, the lines you quote here. Oh hi, Mark. Um, and then yeah, so so she has that, and and it's actually just read the first couple paragraphs on her on that website. It's really nice. She's like, you know, I it, it's almost one of those. I love the fans. They're so I love the interest that they have. Um, but people getting caught up in that it's not me. Um, and she talks about her life. Like I've got a married family. This is what I'm into. I do a business. I do whatever I did these like four or five other films. And at the end of her, her little talk there at the beginning, she says something like, I just hope that this comes to a point where people accept the movie and the other things I've done in life. And the number one thing on my obituary was, isn't that I was in the room, you know? Oof. And I'm like, Oh, that when, so when you said this has affected these lives, their lives forever. Yes, it, it totally has because it's that bad. Yeah, that these people are like I couldn't ever see them and not think of how bad that was, right. um, and yeah. So there's there's you could go online. I don't know if there's much more to say about this. You can go online and read all the ridiculousness that this film is from the fact that they bring up a drug dealer with Danny who just is they forgot. We don't even know what they you know yep. they just did yep. a thing and they're gone. Uh, the mom casually brings up breast cancer breast and then they cancer. don't talk about it anymore. And as soon as she says, I have breast cancer, it's positive. The, the, Lisa goes, it'll be fine. They're curing that stuff every day. They're curing then, that stuff every day. Heard, heard so little. And, and that's where people say like, what did, 
does, does and you know, I don't want to disparage a guy who um, was in such a low place that he contemplated suicide, but like, does he talk to people? Does he know people? Does he know how humans interact? Like, the, yeah, the, does he the, have the, human the emotions? Yeah, complete lack of emotion or or empathy at all in Lisa. And you know, of course, you know, from what you just said about his his sort of intent in using this story as a coping mechanism like she was a stand-in for someone horrible who really hurt him in his life and yeah you you know and and he just so so yeah the the fact that that, but right but to make this just horrible horrible character uh and then show her topless on screen for seven minutes at a time four times (laughs) in a movie right I it, it it's it has a the odd thing about it is that I can see people doing this kind of coping mechanism thing all the time. I am certain right. that there are thousands and thousands of scripts written about people who are just pouring their own lives out on paper so that they can, you right. know, get cope through a coping thing. But none of them actually get five million dollars and an entire production team together to make an actual movie right. out of it, yeah. and then and then put that out for the world to see and do that. Um, and nobody and nobody knows i think this is also part of the like the mystery and lore of this movie is like nobody really knows who this guy is mm-hmm. how or why he yeah. had enough money to just randomly do this right um yeah yeah there there's no information on that kind of stuff and it's just it so i'll give it that that it is a quandary i don't you know, yeah. we, we, we said the word weird to what dreams may come last week. This one is just confusing, I guess. All right. I just don't understand any of it. Any baffling. of it. Baffling. Yeah. I mean, any of it from every minute. And it yeah, was we, weird is definitely not the right word for this. Compared no, it's to just baffling is a good word. Yeah. Baffling is a better word. Um, and, and it's hard for anyone to get through those first. It's, it's 17 minutes. That's when I, I think the only time I texted you or something is when it was like 17 minutes in. And I was like, this is the second five minute long sex scene. And I'm seven, yeah. 17 minutes into the movie. And, and I'm looking at the door. Is someone going to be walking over here? You know, one of the kids going to walk in the room because this is not ending. Watch it, walk in to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And this is not ending. And then I remember Shell walked through the, the, the bedroom after one of those scenes happened, just ended. And they do the dialogue and it's like, what are you, what are you watching? And I'm like, I, I, I don't know how to explain what I'm watching. Um, yeah. I would like to actually show this to now that we're in the recommended area to show this to our buddy Trotsky and Zahn. I don't know if Zahn's probably seen it. Um, probably. because I think Zahn would like it, but you know, there's movies like ping pong summer. That's an example. Right. Ping pong summer is just aimless and, just does really awkward things and nonsensical stuff, but they're so intentional and meant to be funny. Yeah. Like you can just tell they're yeah, not, a, the, it's not the, a comedy laugh down laughter, but Trotsky says is that the, the creator of ping pong summer spent the first few years after it came out, like maintaining kayfabe as they say in, in wrestling, like yeah. insisting that it was based on his childhood, et cetera, et cetera. And then eventually after a few years was like, no, this is satire. <laughs> yeah. It, it completely is. Right. And, and, and that's what makes that funny because you're like, why would he do that thing? Or, or in ping pong summer, one of the bullies 
buddy cronies or something and be like, he's like, yeah, right? He'll say something really stupid. <laughs> and it makes you laugh because it's over-the-top stupid absurdity. And yeah. and this has that, but it's with a terrible situation, awkward stuff, meanness, and just it's just not funny in any yeah. way. N- nothing. Right? Th- there, are, there were several things in this movie that I laughed at. Oh, yeah. It is, it is not intentionally funny. Wait, it's you mean very, like the the scene where the the best friend and her boyfriend just randomly walk into the room and start kind of having sex on the couch with strawberries and chocolate? I I don't remember. It was one of the. It was <laughs> that was another one of like it was a line happening? somebody delivered at some point where I was like, really? That's that's the line. That's what she's gonna say in this in this scene. She's gonna even and and it's funny that the the guy who played Mark wrote the book about it because there are some of some of his lines where she calls him and he's like, why are you calling me? I was just there. (laughs) Like, is, is he, is he self-aware in this movie? Is he the only, um, one of these? And then of course you have the, the therapist, they don't call him a therapist, like a psychologist or something, um, who leaves. Like you don't see it in the movie, but when they do the birthday party, there's a new character. And I was like, who is this guy? Have I seen this guy before? (laughs) No, it's a, it's a new character they brought in because the actor playing the therapist friend left. Just like left. After, after he falls taking, playing football in tuxes. Um, oh, right, the, in tuxes. The, the actor was like, I'm done. I'm not to, and so they just brought, brought in a new character for the last couple scenes. Uh, I, really, I do really have to watch this, the, the, the other movie made about this movie because there, there is so many things that uh, I'm... I'm through the Wikipedia article told that they asked this writer director guy, all the questions you want to ask. And his answers were equally absurd. Like, why would you play football in tuxedos? And his answer is something like, you know, playing football in the non, in non pads is difficult. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense to this thing, you know? Um, and the guy that played Mark, they asked, why did he shave at the end? Why is his beard shaved off at the end? You know, is there <laughs> some significance to that? And he was like, you wouldn't believe it, man. But the guy, Tommy said, uh, I used to call you babyface one time and I really want you to shave so that I can use that word in the script. So he had Mark shave in the last <laughs> scene just so that they can say, call him babyface. Don't understand any of this stuff. So anyway, yeah. uh, I'll actually watch at least some of that other documentary on a documentary or movie on a movie thing right. and see what what that's like. Although I hear it's got uh, the guy from Pineapple or Franco in it, doesn't it? So okay. I thought James Franco was in that. Um, yeah, what's what Franco would be? It's weird. Yeah, which is, but I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that's who who's in it. So. Weird. Um, anyway, wow. We again, we've spent too much money on this one. It's just such a, a crazy movie that I'm holding my forehead right now because I can't express how bad this movie is. <laughs> uh, I would recommend it to nobody. I hope nobody else gets to see this movie again. Uh, <laughs> although I'm going to have Trotsky watch it and tell me if he thinks it's funny or yeah. It seemed like it seemed like maybe something we might have watched. Uh when we did movie nights like, yeah know, like something. are you saying with the copious amounts of alcohol in our in our system you know drunk on discord laughing at like we watched the i don't know anything like we watched um well like superman 3 was great though that way so superman 3 did have a plot 
have a plot, right? Did have an. Oh man, um, you know I didn't even think this is my. Is it my time for for this one on this one? It's your turn, man. I I didn't even pick uh, something better. Should be easy. Oh man, I actually was gonna. I had a little contempt for you, Dennis. I will say not a large because you know we're really good friends. But I was like, I got to get even for this this movie. Uh, and I was going to uh, watch, make you watch, there's a, a show called Kroll. Um, and I also saw another one that was like, if you like Kroll, you should watch this other one. It's called uh, The Wizards of um, the Lonely Tower or something from 1985. And it is terrible. Okay. I started watching it and it was like, wow, is this really bad? It's still not this the room bad, but it's bad. But I, I've, I've, I've stopped. We'll I watch. I don't think Kroll anything singing. is the room bad. I think that's no. why it has this cult following us. It's like the whole right. trail of awful, awful movies. Yeah, no, th- this is like Conan. If Conan the Barbarian was the height of fantasy 80s movies, this is like the budget version of that type stuff. But anyway, I won't. I wonder then. I might put it on a list someday. But what I am going to do is I'm actually interested in a good movie that I've never seen before. And I kind of want to watch it. It's called A Star is Born with uh, Lady Gaga yeah, and no. yeah, and Bra- Brad Cooper, Bradley Cooper. So, you, so you're talking about the new one, not the... Uh, oh, I didn't know there was a, it's a remake. It's a remake. Yeah. Okay, I, ne- I did not I, know that. I've yes. never seen either one, so... Yes, I haven't either. And okay. and people just gush about it all the time. Yeah. I don't know why. I it think it's a romance least, story, but... It was nominated and I think won some Oscars that year. That was 19, I think. Yeah. 18. I, I, one thing I had heard about it, and I think this was an interview I had read about from Lady Gaga, and I don't know if it was necessarily about this movie, but I think she was giving it during the interview circuit. Sure. Was, um, you know, she was always known for this huge makeup. I think I might have told you this. These huge outfits and these just outrageous sure. kind of things. Yeah. Uh, but she has an incredible voice. Like she's a, a, a phenomenally talented singer. Um, yeah. But she had said that for a decade of her career, she was doing everything in dive bars, singing the exact same songs that she got famous song now. And no one would give her the time of day until she put everything on. And then Mm. and she had a wonderful voice and a wonderful thing. And then she put the costume on. And now everybody thinks that she's wonderful. And she's like, of course, I put this on because that's what they'll watch. And then they'll hear the songs and I'll make the money off the songs. Um, so when she does a movie like this, she can actually kind of be the person like that. I don't know if that's the story or anything about it, but I know she gave that interview during, during the circuit. And I thought, Oh, that's cause here you don't see her in a star is born. She's ear normal, you know, right. Yeah. Stuff, uh, which I didn't recognize her on that one. So anyway, I want to watch yeah. that one cause I haven't seen it and I heard it's good and we do deserve a good movie, Dennis, to, to watch after, <laughs> after that one. Go, go completely the other way. Right. A All star right. is born. We... Um, I don't think we had anything. You're not caught up on Star Trek Strange New Worlds. We'll talk about I will, that. I will be week. tonight. I, I, watched, I could talk about the Flash. Movies, Flash, Spider-Verse. Uh, yeah, and Elemental. Elemental. We, I can talk about those next week. It's fine. I um, watched one from uh, last year, All Quiet on the Western Front. That's a remake. I've never okay. seen the original. Um, yeah, I'll save it for next week. I don't. Yeah, know we, we, say, we can talk about those like next week. I, I will say if you're going to spend your money this weekend, it's it's kind of rough this summer. Um, so if you're thinking of a movie, you're listening to this thing, you think about going, which one of those movies I should watch? Definitely, Across the Spider Verse is still the best movie that's out right now. Sure, I have watched The Flash, which we'll talk about next week. 
Um, I, it has a decent ending, but I would not really recommend it. I think in the first 15 minutes of the movie, you'll be like, why did I go see this movie? Um, all the Transformers is actually better than The Flash. And Elemental is okay, but struggles to tell a heartfelt story, I will say. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, from the trailer that Pixar I, is I known for. was pretty sure... Uh, you know, I think I said this in our chat. I saw the trailer for Inside Out, and I was yeah. like, that looks funny and probably a little interesting. Like, I was like, what are they going to do with this? Well, I saw the trailer for Elemental, and I was like, I know exactly what this is. Yes. I can tell you th- there's enough in the trailer that I'm, I'm sure I'm missing some jokes. I'm not seeing, you know, it's 90 seconds or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this looks like a morality play about xenophobia. Well, prejudice. kind of, yes. And and there's more. I'll talk about it next week. But right. th- 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 I think that there's more the reason the marketing. Because I 100, 100% agree with you on that. And I think okay. uh, with those trailers and such, I just didn't know what was happening. Or, or I already knew everything. And it's not wrong. But then in hindsight, after watching this movie, I can see like, oh, I bet knowing the big picture why that was and we'll talk about it next week so elemental the flash uh what was the other one he said Uh, all quiet on the western front um next week we'll we'll talk about that not the room we're not talking about (laughs) not the room no no all right you've been listening to front porch this episode 303 thanks always to our friends at lrm online uh check them out for reviews on things if you want to email us and tell us everything we're wrong about the room you can email michael daniel (laughs) no uh, frontporchpod at gmail.com is that address you can go to our website frontporchpodcast.com we'll have show notes I don't remember what but I mentioned a couple things that there's several things we had lo- lots there. of Diablo links is what Diablo stuff do. yeah yeah uh, I think I said that domain it's frontporchpodcast.com if you enjoyed the show please consider subscribing on the podcatcher of your choice and while you're there if you would leave us a review we always appreciate that it helps us out a lot as always thanks so much for joining us Until next time, I'm Dennis. And I'm Michael. For The Front Porch. Night, everybody. See you next time.